Hello everyone, this is Mark with Speak Brave Podcast. Welcome to another session. Of course, John Morrow, my trusted friend, is here. John, are you here today? Yes, um, and I did some checking. I'm touching myself, <laughs> and it feels Uh-oh. it feels like I'm here. Okay, it feels like you're here. <laughs> I mean, I'm, you know, there's, physically, there's a physical body presence and here, spirit, and just who you are. And, you bring the wealth of knowledge. Thank you, John. I appreciate immensely yeah, so your you contribution. So you don't mind having this crazy person in this room with you. <laughs> There's, this is not the topic of this podcast. No. <laughs> because I think if we go there, it will take us months maybe to explore it. Oh, the, thought of, the thought of that uh, might be mystifying to our listeners, but I think yeah. it would be fun. Anyway. Well, we Mark, all, we're all just a little bit... Um, off our rocker sometimes. I like that. Off the rocker. But well, that's okay. Let me welcome you. It's, yes, uh, and yes, let yes. me say thank you for the opportunity to be here with you today to have a part in this podcast. I'm looking forward to what you want to share with us. John, it's an incredible message I have. The message, recently I read an article from a magazine. The magazine had a collection of items that you can Im- implement in your life, and they are how. To make a great impression. So we're going to go through that. All right. How right. to make a great, great impression. impression. You can make a great first impression or you can make a great impression overall and keep it sustainable. Number one on that list is smile. I'm a proponent of smiling. You are. Big proponent. Tell of me. Tell me because I want to... I want to know. I want listeners to know what is the juice that makes John so incredibly equipped to smile every day it's two things one it's frame of mind because okay. if you get up and you're excited about the day if you have done the right kinds of mental exercises in the morning stay with positive affirmations fed your mind and your body and your soul the right kinds of data that are items that you grow from you learn from you're built up from you're motivated by you will find yourself excited and looking forward to the day and what you can potentially accomplish and a smile just seems to automatically flow from that because you have confidence but it's not a cockiness it's a joy joy correct and then there is this other aspect of me and i want to be sure to point this out to you there are days when i don't feel great and on those days i resolve to the best of my ability to determine that I will smile nonetheless because the other thing that brings joy out of me is if I smile at someone and they smile back, that sends a good feeling to me. My body, my mind responds to that smile in a positive way and it creates positive juices that are being produced in my body like endorphins. And here's the even better part of it. If you engage that individual in a casual conversation, but it's a pleasant, warm, friendly conversation, even though they're a complete stranger, they walk away feeling better, and you walk away feeling even better, too. Exactly. So what you can do is you can change your dynamic, as I've discovered, by simply smiling and resolving you will smile. That's right. Smile is such a powerful tool. Oh, yeah. It is a powerful tool. Even if you don't feel that your smile is attractive or 
you know, it doesn't match up to what your idea of smiling should be. Is this interesting? This is an interesting smile. It, it's very difficult for me to distinguish. Since we're not on video, I, people can't see the face I'm making I, a mark right now. This is the face that you just, that will be etched in my memory forever. I'm sorry. Actually, it will not be etched, John. This will be burned oh, in no, my memory no, 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 across I'm, the neurons that the smile like that just saw from you. I branded it into his skin. <laughs> into his brain <laughs> i if our listeners have a wild imagination they can probably imagine um john oh no they can't they, they, they have, <laughs> there's a picture of you online where you smile it's not actually a smile what you did so i do it, have a it, smile it, it's a hybrid grimace maybe smile but yeah okay so let's move on let's move on john you familiar with this book how to win friends and influence people yeah garney uh Carnegie. That's right, Dale Carnegie, my hero, one of them. In the new rendition of the book, How to Win Friends and Influence People in the Digital Age, by uh, Brent Call, I believe, he said, one of the chapters about smile, and it, it comes up over and over again, smile is the first thing that you can do. <laughs> smile costs you nothing. Absolutely. It gives everything. Once I first read it, in this one of the chapters, actually, I put the book down, I went to a grocery store. And I never that uh, sounds smile. Familiar. That sounds like a familiar, it has familiar ring with me. It does. Yeah, because yeah. I do that. You do, yeah. So I put the book down and said, oh, i got to go get some groceries. Mm -hmm. And just as an experiment, I was smiling to everyone I met. Uh -huh. Every person I met. And something extraordinary happened. Guess what happened? They smiled back at me. Exactly. They smiled back at you. And not only that, that some of them probably said, how you doing today? I know. And it's all it took is a book. Or someone reminded me how important smile is. Mm -hmm. And now, if I don't smile, I feel less than. Now, smile is such a powerful tool in my toolbox. That is one of the, I mean, it's just a start. It's not, you cannot uh, get married because you smile. So, well, maybe some listeners can and did. Okay, share the stories with us. But smile is number one. Agreed? Agreed completely, okay. 100%. So, Everyone, smile, even if it's you just smile at the world. When you smile at the world, the world smiles at you. And it's, especially it's true in North America. Mm -hmm. And other countries, I don't know, but we'll do the research and we'll, we'll get to that. I think you're future. right to say that there's certain cultures that there are modes of your physical appearance which are appropriate at times and inappropriate at others. Right. Uh, yes. But in the United States, it's, it's we common. tend to be a people who are extraordinarily social in nature. Yeah. We are not really, for the most part, prone to be detached from one another. And we also respond very positively in most cases to a smile. We do. So if you want to be successful in North America, mm -hmm. smile is something you must embrace. Now, for those of you overseas, who come from cultures where smiling is frowned? <laughs> Boy, that's a that's an oxymoron. Um, Smile is frowned upon. Yes. Uh, oh my goodness! I, I, what I, a I, roller coaster of a definition. I, I, I believe it's an oxymoron. Oxymoron, sure. But anyway, the, the those of you from those countries where smiling is inappropriate at times and not use your own judgment. Use your judgment, to, but if you don't have a smile society, then. I feel for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In this country, we have to smile. Thank you, John. Let's move on to the second one. What's number two? Number two is something. It's a little embarrassing to admit, but 
it must be addressed. Be on time. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Punctuality. Respect people's yeah. time. Yes. I'm hesitant to talk about myself because I am not always within that parameter. But I know that you are, John. You oh, are I'm... the beacon of being on time. If there was ever a person, I'm obsessive you... about it. You are obsessive, and you tell me more because I believe if you're on time, you show the respect to the other parties. You I'm... do, and if you don't, or if you don't even let them know you're running late, it just it just creates oh my. obstacles, obstacles of, and especially in business setting. If you not, I mean, one of the things that helped me as a salesperson before is that I timed my arrival to a presentation or a house or a business. I wanted to walk in the door at precisely as the clock chimes in the hour. So if at one o'clock, I walk into the door at precisely one o'clock, not more, it's not 101 or 102, not 12.59, but precisely at one. That's what helped me in my But that's sales. in business. That's in business, yes. Now, now it's, I, am so, yeah. I am so obsessive with punctuality, as I call it, that it also injects itself very much into my private life. Have you ever had a family gathering, mm -hmm. and the gathering was going to come to your house? Okay. And it's going to involve eating great quantities of food. And Which one is coming of, out soon, right? Of, of Gweldar the Conehead. The who? Gweldar Conehead. Who is that? You don't remember the Coneheads from oh, Saturday Night Live? Maybe just refresh it for well, within the, 10 seconds. Yeah, on Saturday Night Live, a long time ago, there was this storyline that was created using an alien family that had come to the earth, their ship had crashed, and they were trying to assimilate themselves. And they looked like aliens. Well, they talked like they aliens. They had cone heads. They walked like aliens, right? No, I, no, no. They were very much, you know, like people that looked human in the face and in their but body. But they had a cone head. This cone head was huge. It was but that, like, was, that, was gave, that was gave them away. Exactly. But they were okay. trying to fit into the process. Right. And, and the head of the household was named Gweldar. And what they did was, since people called them Coneheads, they just adopted Conehead as their last name. legal last name. Okay. And so the Coneheads were extraordinarily uh, pragmatic, systematic, organized, and even logical in their process. Okay. And so for them, everything was about... Rigid thinking? Very rigid thinking. Rigid very thinking. Very much timely thinking. This and is... This is, reminds me, have you ever watched Star Trek? Oh, many, many. I, I, I'm no. a Star Trek fanatic. You are? I didn't know this, John. Oh, yeah. And we've I've been working all, for how long? I've watched all the Star Trek uh, <laughs> but, but chapters. What I want to, there's a Star Trek series called Star, Star Trek Voyager, which yes. is the one that actually, that dear to my heart. Mm -hmm. I like the storyline. I like the adventure. One of the characters. That's Captain Janeway's program. That's right. I love her. Kate Mulgrew mm -hmm. is the actress, actor. In that episode, excuse me, in that series, Star Trek Voyager, there's a character, um, Vulcan, I forgot his name, Tuvok. Yeah, he, Tuvok. Tuvok! Tuvok was a Vulcan. That's correct. One of his sayings that, I, that tattooed across my brain is, that is precisely correct. Not just correct. No, that is not precisely. Not precisely. It's precisely correct. And as an actor, he delivered those lines with such precision, mm -hmm. such, such conviction that is 
on the surface devoid of emotion. Mm -hmm. In reality, it's full of emotion. It's very subtle. Now I realize that apparently life is so well, multi-layered. You know. And that's what it is. So you reminded me of Tuvok, which I love. He was punctu he was a punctuality, rigid thinking. He was classic Vulcan. Classic Vulcan. Now, in our context, how to make a great first impression. You're not an alien conehead, and I am not a Tuvok. We're just two guys on planet Earth trying to make it trying to make something extraordinary yes uh, yes so for us punctuality what can we share with the listeners how to be more punctual what is your very best strategy that you have told yourself and then we can go on to the next level next, next point first of all courtesy courtesy okay. Res courtesy and within courtesy there are a lot of other ex uh, mo monikers for that okay. um, Courtesy is showing respect. When you show respect for a person, you're conscious of the fact that their time is just as important as your time. But in a sense, too, if you're not punctual, you're not showing respect for your own time. Because as you have said correctly in previous podcasts, we have a tendency, if we're not careful, to rob ourselves of time. Now, when you not only rob yourself of time, but in so doing, you rob others who have given you an appointment and an opportunity to sit down and speak with them and to share ideas and to tell your story. If you show disrespect for them by robbing them of their time, you've done two wrongs. You create um, obstacles mm -hmm. out of nothing. And obstacles then create a resistance to a willingness to even listen with an open mind. You create barriers in communication. Mm -hmm. And barriers. that's what it is. So it's courtesy. Don't create unnecessary barriers. Exactly. Try to resolve barriers. Mm -hmm. Okay. So we have so far smile, be on time. Be on time. Number third, number three is be present. Big, big issue, but I know where you're going with that. Present. Well, tell me where you see this, and I will tell you exactly what I mean. Don't talk to the individuals if you're distracted, but maintain eye contact and focus in on them and let them know you care about what they're saying. That's right. Bring your character, your individuality. Bring the bring your care into the conversation. Set aside all other distractions. They yes. are the center of your attention. Bring the focus on them. Number one, it it, it creates rapport. Mm -hmm. it creates yes. rapport. It creates a connection that is unforgettable. Exactly. Because you meet people that oh, okay, how are you doing? But in reality, they look in the, they looking at their phone or they just saying they're not really passing, and you see it. But when somebody says how are you doing, they look you straight in the eye. Their face is locked on you, not necessarily on your eyes, but locked on you as a person mm -hmm. and you feel their full attention the full care on you can you walk away from that can you not notice that yeah. that is something you remember you may recall it maybe weeks years later on when somebody paid so much attention to you that you were the only person in the world you were the only person in the room at that moment that is magnetic that presence is beyond beyond the scale it's out it's you know what it's beyond the scale to the international space station friends i love international space station i'm available to go there i'm waiting for my ticket mm -hmm. but one day yeah 
The one thing I like about you is okay. when we're talking, when you and I get together here and we do our podcast, yes. if people could see us on video, one of the things that they'll notice is that, with the exception of me occasionally glancing at the monitor the on the sound component in order to be able to determine that all the levels are good and that everything's operational, the pr principal purpose as the producer in this program working with you mm -hmm. is to maintain contact with you. But this is the beauty it's of interaction. it. I may not feel that great, but you know, you're missing an opportunity if you don't maintain eye contact yes. because you may hear something that will be life affirming, That's life altering, right. life changing. Every every person we come in contact is a gift. Exactly. It's a gift and it's not um, just waxing off or being poetic. It truly is a gift. Yeah. You have a gift inside of you. You have value. You do. And you do. And whoever you encounter, they have value. And you recognize that value. I see you. I see you. It's one of the... Somebody told me, Mark, there's this African saying from this nation in Africa where when they, when two people meet on the road, they don't say hello or how are you or what are you up to? They say to each other, I see you. And the other person, I see you. And that's how they, that's the grieving is rooted. I, th I think it's beautiful. Truly that's, is. That's a connective remark. That's, that's a truly beautiful. One of the things that have helped me, John, and I, and I don't know if you want to reflect on this, to be more present, you have. I think you you have come to realization. You don't have to be perfect. I agree. You don't have to be perfect in everything you do. You don't have to have a perfect hair. You don't have to have the perfect teeth. You don't have to have a perfect job or a perfect life. Just be present. Don't be perfect. Be present. If you're in the public speaking realm, which I am and you are as well, what helps us as public speakers, which I have found, is taking improv classes. And yeah, Darren LaCroix does a lot of great improv Darren LaCroix is a world champion of public speaking. Uh, he's well known on the international stage, but Darren LaCroix is an inspiration. But what we can do, we can find an improv class where we live and join a group. Did you know, John, I've been taking improv classes? Yes. I did tell you that, didn't yeah, I? Yeah, you did. That is so such an amazing experience. It's freeing. You stop caring how you look, which I didn't really care before, but it actually, you have the tools now. You have the tools and you work on the muscles of being spontaneous. You go with the flow. One of the things that our teacher told us is, no matter what is the question that somebody asks you, you say, yes, and. Mm -hmm. You don't say, yes, but, and you kill the momentum. No, you say, yes, and. Yes, and, and you build it, and you build it, and you just see how it goes. Furthermore, if somebody asks you a question and you don't know the answer, just remember, you are the expert. You know about it, the subject more than anyone. That's right. And it will all be true. He also said, never turn your back to the audience if you're in improv. Exactly. In every situation in life is improv. You can talk to, to anyone, anywhere, about anything. Friends, if you want to become a better person, I beseech you to take an improv class today. You will discover talents and skills you never thought you had. Even if you don't do public speaking, you'll be able to connect in a more meaningful way. And it starts with being present. The final thing I mentioned about that improv class, the teacher have always told us the purpose and objective of an improv in all the games that we have, there's a lot of games. I mean, who doesn't love games? Games oh, are wonderful. It's not to win. 
Your objective is to make your conversation partner look great. Mm -hmm. And how do you do that? By being fully present, by listening, by interacting, not looking on your phone, but you focus on exactly the interaction that is happening. That is true presence. Mm -hmm. That skill is transferable to other areas of life. If you are a leader, manager, business owner, you take that presence and you apply it to every interaction. You become a person of exceptional ability. That's how you become truly present. I want to call attention to this fact, too, for the benefit of the audience. These podcasts that you and I do are very much improvisational. Oh, yes. Now, you come in with an agenda. You've got a general <laughs> outline and flow. But here's the thing about it. I have not reviewed the content of what you're nope. going to speak about. Nothing. So what you've done is you've created an opportunity here where I'm coming in as a subject who wants to engage with the goal of learning something from you in the process. Mm -hmm. And so being present in the moment means you're worthy of my full attention, but more importantly, you grant me the opportunity to have a spontaneous response to what you say, because when I utter that response, perhaps maybe the listeners out there will say, yes, he's thinking the same thing that I'm thinking. And this actually also creates additional connectivity, even though the audience can't see us, they can hear the conversation and they can see the connection and they Energy. can mentally picture it yes. in their mind. And this creates a drawing together of us. We come interconnected with each other, even though we are a web-based community. Yes. John, you're right. Some of the podcasts that we have been able to distribute and create, they have been planned. Planned, researched, written, rewritten, and done over and over again. Now, some other podcasts, we just come in, we start, and we turn on the record button, and we go. Yep. And that's what it is. That is the ultimate improvisation. And if, you, if the message touches the audience, if the message is relevant, because I know, John, this is my praise for my friend John. John is an amazing storyteller. Check out his podcast. Thank you. John Morrow, DTM, your podcast. I never noticed. I never oh. noticed. Look it up. It's on iTunes and SoundCloud as well. And listen to the stories that he has. The stories is the spice of life. And the stories that John has are significant, extraordinary. Some of them will make you laugh, make you cry. But I promise you, you, you enjoy them and your life will never be the same. John, you have a gift. Thank, Thank you. you. It's my pleasure. All right. So let's go back to our um, topic. So we had three items to think about mm -hmm. when you want to make a great impression. They smile. were smile. Number two, be on time. Mm -hmm. Number three. three, be present. Be present. Okay. Fourth one. This is a problem. John, if you want to make a great first impression or any impression, continue with that, is to put down your phone. Oh, yes. Don't look at your phone. If you can help it. Can you help it? You know what? It's not as hard to do as you think. Okay. I mean, before we had cell phones, what was the distraction? What was it? There was none. Could have been, as far as I'm concerned, none. Because I can think of nothing except technology as being the one thing injected into relationships today that can, in fact, be a deterrent to good communication. But let me share with you very quickly an experience that happened to me just this past Tuesday. Go ahead. This past Tuesday. This past Tuesday, I hadn't understand the setup. 
I worked 17 years for a major insurance carrier, one of the fastest insurance carriers in growth in the United States. The office that I worked in when I started with them as an employee back in 1996 was a satellite office with 125 employees. When I retired from that company in the year 2013, the company had grown to over 2,500 employees in that building because they had to build a brand new building in order to accommodate those divisions. And this company, which in 1996 had 325,000 policyholders in the state of Florida today, has over 2 million policyholders. Now, during that process back in the 2000s, a young individual hired pretty much right out of college. He might have had some practice because he was trained in law, and law was his specialty. But he also had a great management style and great leadership qualities, which were readily noticed when he applied with the company. And his initial intention was he wanted to become part of the staff council at at our company to handle the company and representing its policyholders and lawsuits and whatnot. But what happened is that as he became involved in the external customer service component of the job, but also the internal customer service component, which is the employee base part of it, because that's a customer too. He realized that these were people that needed to have an ear that would listen, a person that would want to connect and understand them because the better he knew the mind and the thought process, the morale and the condition of the employee base, the better he knew what to do to help it operate at its highest level of performance because it's a challenging job when you work at an insurance company and you're working in sales and service underwriting actuarial processes as well as of course claims claims is a huge part of what insurance companies do and especially automobile insurance companies he was there he demonstrated unbelievable qualities we became good friends And it was because of his willingness to open up. When you were there, his focus was on you. He resisted the temptation to be distracted. But even then it was difficult because in his office, he did have his phone on his table. He did have his computer there. And then there was the company phone and the multi-lines. And there was the secretary, his administrative assistant, walking in and saying, you have an appointment at a certain time. You got a call coming in. Do you need to talk? Do you want to talk to him now? So... Of course, what happens is that a guy like this gets invited to move up to other areas, and he did. And he took on other opportunities and grew himself. And I didn't see him for almost 10 years. And then recently, he was promoted to become the regional vice president of the office right here where he began his career. So here he is back there. We have connected with each other because of the beauty of email and us never losing contact with each other. And he had me contacted by his administrative assistant, and I got to go have an appointment with him, not for anything special, just to sit down and talk. And for 45 minutes in a conference room, we sat across the table and had the most wonderful conversation, and we did a lot of catching up, plus we did a lot of talk of our dreams and our hopes and where we've come from and where we hope to go. But here's the key. He said this during our gathering, and I apologize for taking this time. He said, one of the reasons why I'm meeting you in the conference room and not in my office is simple. 
My office is a distraction. Yes, yes, yes. And I have learned in my job that the most important thing that is happening in this particular moment is the person that I'm seated across from and what they have to say. That's true. I think it can be applied to every every area of life. Focus on the person you're with because it creates a special bond. Uh A special bond that it's very difficult to duplicate. And I actually believe in magic. Now, before I get... I know where you're going with this because I feel the same way. I've used that phrase. I know. Before I get trampled, not trampled, but bamboozled and bulldozed (laughs) with the... Which I do. I do. Yeah, but you've got the I welcome all feedback from everyone. everyone. Bamboozled, bulldozed. Magic happens when you pay full attention. And whatever that is, if you take, put away your phone, put away the distractions, and focus on the interaction at hand. It's a gift. It's a gift that you give to others. So we talked about being having a smile, being punctual, being present, putting away your phone. The final thing I want to mention is reach in and see if you can exude warmth exude warmth john did you have a chance to meet your grandma your grandma yeah you did okay did she make any cookies for you or any kind of Mm -hmm. treats or something you remember both of them both how do you what do you remember the sense of love and warmth mm-hmm. that, that your grandmother made for you yeah that she created the environment for you as a child maybe not quite as much simply because but the point was grandma was somebody you could absolutely 100 percent count on exactly she loved you she told you the truth this is the experience i had mm-hmm. now what i want to point to the listeners find a space within your soul within your experiences where you can tap into and work on the muscles of warmth. You don't have to be a grandmother. You don't have to bake cookies. You don't have to tell stories, but find a way that warmth comes out of your fingers. The warmth is in your smile. Warmth is in every interaction. And I think it's in your attitude too. Exactly, mindset, attitude, Mm -hmm. the way you treat people, the way you be on time, the way you smile, the way you put them over the phone, because if you work on the muscle of warmth, you can open doors, open doors to success, open doors. And whatever success means for you, maybe for you success is have a network of friends that love you and who you love. Mm-hmm. For other people, success is monetary that's, gain. That's a, Yeah, but this that you're talking about is a naturally occurring and blossoming thing. Yes. So please, let's tell our listeners one more time these five things. And people, please write down these thoughts if you have not, because this is a flow chart to making a difference starting now in your life and in your day. Mark? I'm happy to review them. If you want to make a great impression, no matter where you are, you go to a different country, you go to a different company, you go to a different church, a business, or a different place that you've never been before, you can think about these things. Live them. Give. Because that's what life is for me. It's about giving. Number one, smile. 
Smile every place you go. Smile is free, but it caught, but it gives everything. It costs you nothing, but it gives everything. Number two, be punctual, be on time. Have courtesy of your time and others. You create an environment of respect. What was number three? Be present. Don't be perfect. Don't have to be perfect. Nobody wants perfect. People appreciate being present and real, authentic. Number four, put away your phone or whatever distraction you have. Just try it. And five, exude warmth that radiates from your fingers, that radiates in your smile, in your voice, in your eyes, the way you care, the way you give and fully participate in life. If you focus on this five, your life will change forever. And that's what we have. And that was magic. Magic is in the air, John. It's magic, not just because Orlando magic, but magic, not because of Disney magic, but magic. You create magic right where you are. I agree. You create happiness right where you are. John, let me say thanks for this great episode. And My pleasure. Friends, subscribe. Send it to your friends. Reach out to me on Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook at Speak Brave. I'd love to hear from you. Until next time. Was smart with speed and don't forget to speak brave.